right, good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today's Wednesday, July the 14th of 2021. Oddly enough, Kelly and I showed up in the exact same (laughs) shirt today. What's the first thing I said to you when you walked in? Oh my gosh, we're wearing the same shirt. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know you had one of these floral designs like I have. (laughs) Yeah, you look so good in floral. Yeah, the shoulder pads make it look Uh nice as well. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's the Blue Station shirts. Yeah. How did we end up doing that? I don't know, but when, it happens a lot. When did you lay your shirt out? Last night. Okay. And I did try to find my navy one because we also have a navy one, and I tried to find that one, um, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. So I went with this royal blue one. Yeah. I laid this out as well last night, which is weird. It is weird. Uh, I have something I got to go take a picture of today, so that's kind of the reason oh. I'm doing it. Why are you doing it? What's your excuse? Uh, it was clean. There you go. Unlike most of the stuff she wears. Uh, today is Wednesday. It's July the 14th of 2021. It is National Tape Measure Day. Hmm. So this was the day where they first uh, showed the tape measure was was a big deal and people were using a tape measure to try to measure things. <laughs> it was a steel tape measure and it was 17 bucks in 1853. Wow, steel. Which is the equivalent today. Like if you were to go and buy this, the the money equivalent, how it translates, is 300 bucks. There is no way I'd have a tape measure if it costs three hundred dollars in today's ever gotten, money. Um, hit by the tape measure when you press that little button, you know, and it kind of starts rolling in, and, oh. it, and it hits your finger. Comes flying back yeah, real fast. Yeah, that happens. To me a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's not surprising. Uh, today is also, and this is one that Kelly was. Uh, I didn't see this one, but Kelly brought this one to my attention. <laughs> Y'all, uh. what? And what did I bring to your attention, Brandon? Well, today is National Nude Day. <laughs> Which Brandon is celebrating. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, come on now. Come on now. Uh, so basically, if you're a naturist, you can enjoy today. They say this is for the nudist groups that are out there. And even if you're not in a nudist group, if you want to be nude today, it's a good day to be nude. Remember that one time we had a coworker that had an uncle yes. that was a nudist and we tried to call them? Yes. Um, <laughs> if we could find that audio today, that would be great. If you're a nudist, I'd like to talk to you this morning. Actually, uh, <laughs> Kelly wants to Zoom with you. Uh, no. Go ahead. You're obnoxious. So if you're a nudist, like are there nudist stores in a nudist community? I would assume so. It's like you just walk into the convenience store with nothing on? Well, I don't think you just put an apron on just to go into the store. Yeah. Where do you carry your wallet? In my purse. I'm not asking you if you're a nudist. Oh. Uh, like, where's your debit card? I don't. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure they have some type of money clip. All your lipstick. Oh, okay, so where's the money clip? You just carry it in your hand all the time? <laughs> I don't know. That'd be a great question for an actual nudist. Yeah, so if anybody's a nudist out there, we want to talk to you this morning. 870-935-5346. 870-935-K-Fine. We'll see if anybody calls. <laughs> It's also uh, another one of Kelly's favorites. It's uh, National Mac and Cheese Day today. So that's a big day to celebrate as well. I did see, uh, and I know we both like ice cream. It's one of those treats that we both love. But I'm not sure this sounds good. Kraft. Mm -hmm. uh, Kraft, the brand, is releasing a new macaroni and cheese flavored ice cream. Mm -hmm. No. So it's going to set you back a pint is 12 bucks if that sounds good to you. Uh, here's what it looks like, and it's like a oh, true little craft cup. But it's- y'all, it's it's the color of the craft powder, okay? 
and it's ice cream. So it looks like sherbet, but it's so not. Yeah, Mm-mm. I'm thinking I wouldn't try no, this. No, me either. And I love Kraft Mac and Cheese is my favorite. Yeah. Not so. trying it in ice cream. 12 bucks if you want that. You can go and uh, order that if you would like from the Kraft website. What if you brought that for Thanksgiving instead of mac and cheese? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Here's dessert. It saves me It saves me money. But they are saying that uh, the people who have tried it say it's very good and nothing short of magical. Magical. They really? say the flavor is similar, but the texture is different. And there's no cheesy smell in your ice cream. We're going to have to put this up and see if anybody would try it. I'm out. Ain't happening. But you can celebrate today, whichever you choose, National Macaroni and Cheese Day or National Nude Day. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 1991, and Alan Jackson had the number one song in country music on this day. Don't rock the jukebox. Wanna hear some junk? Cause my heart ain't ready for the road. I don't feel like rocking since my baby's gone. So don't rock the jukebox. Play me a country song. 30 years ago today. Before you drop that quarter, keep one thing in mind. You got a heartbroken hillbilly standing here in line. I've been down in lonely. Since she left Before you punch that number Could I make one request Here we go Don't rock the jukebox I want to hear some junk Cause my heart ain't ready For the rolling stone I don't feel like rocking Since my baby's gone So don't rock the It's Alan Jackson, Don't Rock the Jukebox. It was 30 years ago today that this was the number one song in country music. Where does the time go, man? That's crazy. I still remember jamming to this with my friend Joe in his truck. Yeah, he's not imaginary. I promise he's real. I'll have him in here one day just to prove it to you. Ain't got nothing against rock and roll. But when your heart's been broken, you need a song that's slow. There ain't nothing like a steel guitar, drown a memory. Before you spend your money, baby, play a song for me. One more time, y'all. And don't rock the jukebox. Wanna hear George Jones? Come on. Cause my heart ain't ready for the Rolling Stone. I don't feel like rocking since my baby's gone. So don't rock the jukebox. Play me a country song. You don't rock the jukebox. Play me a country song. Talent Jackson, don't rock the jukebox. Number one on this day in 1991. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Starting your day with us. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, 
She's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! Brandon Baxter in the mornings. Gotcha gossip. All right, gotcha gossip this morning on Justin Bieber. And I'll be right here with you today. I got my peaches out in Georgia. Oh, yeah. I get my wife from California. So... The tabloids would want you to believe this morning that Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin Bieber are having problems, and he was spotted yelling at her in public. So there is a video, and he looks like he might be yelling. And there's photos <laughs> that people have grabbed from, like, screen caps and stuff like that, and it looks like he's waving his hands and yelling in her face. Now, people who were there are trying to say that he was not yelling at Haley Baldwin Bieber. He was merely pumped up. It was adrenaline after a performance. But there are some people trying to twist that story just a little bit. The people who were there, though, say otherwise. They say he was not yelling at his wife and wouldn't do that publicly, I would assume. There's also talk that Justin Bieber is really trying to normalize cannabis as far as the consumption of cannabis and the medical benefits of cannabis. Uh, So Justin went to uh, California, which is where... And he gets his peaches and his other stuff. Uh, and they say he bought a number of edibles and he bought every strain they had. Oh. Which included strains like Pink Picasso, Orange Sunset, and Melon OG. Maybe he's starting his own shop. So the co-founder of the company, the dispensary, said that Justin was very interested in cannabis and how beneficial it is. And he loves how he can change the stigma of what's going on with medical marijuana. So there you go, Justin Bieber. In the news this morning. Got your gossip today on Olivia Rodrigo. So Olivia Rodrigo has been asked by the Biden administration to help with the campaign to get young people vaccinated against COVID-19. So Olivia is headed to the White House to meet with President Biden and Dr. Fauci today as part of the push to get more shots into more people's arms. Um, Olivia is set to release videos for her social media accounts that highlight the importance of getting vaxxed and answer questions about the vaccine from fans. But again, Olivia Rodrigo wants to do her part in helping getting young people vaxxed and protected. All right. Got your gossip today on... The Spice Girls. So, Emma Button, she was Baby Spice, the Blonde Spice Girl. Congratulations to her. She has tied the knot. Yep, she's married. She announced the news on her social media. Here's what we didn't realize about Emma. Uh, She has two kids. She has Tate, who's 10, Bo, who's 13. And she's also been in this relationship for 21 years. Oh, wow. That is a long engagement process. (laughs) I mean, I'm thinking if you go 21 years and you already have kids that are that age. Yeah. Wow. What's the point? Like, why would you do that? Hmm. Why did she do that? Can you tell me why she did that? No. After 21 years? You didn't think there was a better time than now? Maybe you should tweet her and ask. I don't think so. <laughs> Kelly, give me your thoughts on marriage and what you would tell Emma Bunton. I would tell Emma to slow down. <laughs> Just calm down. Make sure you're doing the right thing. Take 21 years. <laughs> and, of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we gotcha gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. You know something that's not real ladylike is passing gas. Really? A lot of people don't find that to be ladylike. Mm. Not sure it's real great on the dudes either, but there's a woman, and this is great if you're looking for you know different ways to, to make money and you're looking for a side hustle or something like that. 
There's a married mother of two who's 48 who has quit her job because she's selling videos of herself passing gas. Hang on. She quit her job. It's lucrative, evidently. It's very lucrative. Uh, Her name is Emma, Emma Martin, and she's been camming for like 20 years now. And it's ended up being a deal that really turned into a thing for her because she was willing to do that to, to squeeze the cheese on camera. Um, so she's from South Carolina and they say that she didn't really intend this to be her career, but now she gets paid to do that for a living. You're telling me I work two jobs, and I work all hours of the day and she makes way more than I make. Well, she's making 4,200 bucks a month selling <laughs> those, uh, tootin' videos. Oh. She has 300 OnlyFans followers who are paying a minimum of five bucks to get this. Who are these people? She also does customs. Oh, customs even. She even says she has to diet properly mm-hmm. to be able to do this. This is so. <laughs> is it showing her picture? Like mm-hmm. this is uh, mm-hmm. her poor children. Well, her mom's making their mom's making some cash. Kurt, Bruce, Ella, got some news for you. I'm telling you, though, anybody who says they can't find a way to make money or can't find a job, people are paying for stuff like this. Here's what she looks like. How would you uh, how would you describe Emma? Here's the thing. She could be Margot Robbie, but if she came out with a story like this mm-hmm. and she's telling us this and then it shows me her picture, I just don't find her very attractive. I Yeah. I'm sorry. And it's a bodily function. It's fine. But there's no reason to record them. And who are the people paying for that stuff? I want you to call in. I want to talk to those people. I've already asked for nudists to call. And evidently, we're not big in the nudist community this morning. They might not even be able to have radios. I don't know. Um, Can I tell you something else about Emma? This is going to be, I don't know if I should do this or not. So you're going to have to help me be the judge of this. I found a video. Uh-huh. Should we so, do it? Well, my answer is going to be 100% yes. Because they're different. There's like, no. You know how like. No. How in the world? Mm-mm. It sounds like depending on, you know. If y'all could see his What she was eating. Right I don't know. Now. They sound different. Like there's different layers and textures. Oh. They're not all the same. Okay. Like surround sound type. Yeah. You want me to play it? Of course. There's Are so many sure? people ready for this. This is a true story. A woman who's making $4,200 a month to pass gas. This is Emma, 48, mother of two. Some of her videos. (laughs) Here we go. She's giggling. She just stares into the camera and laughs. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Man, you're, only in America. You're struggling to pay bills, struggling to get along, you know, <laughs> get by these days. Here's the deal, man. There's always somebody out there willing to pay for the weirdest stuff. And evidently, the flatulence video market is wow. red hot. Kelly, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, don't stop. I'm just it. saying. You can be the Arkansas flatul- okay. flatulence king, queen at this okay. point. Okay. All right. I think so. I think I'll pass. Just don't wear your station shirt, please. Okay. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, so I was reading a deal this morning in the Friendship Times and come to find out it's uh, an interesting new statistic. The majority of people who are in relationships now started their relationship as platonic friends. Oh. 
and the relationship, the friendship goes on and grows and becomes stronger and stronger. Then the people realize, oh my gosh, maybe this is what it's supposed to be. Two thirds of couples now start off as friends. Which is wild to me. Reminds me of the movie When Harry Met Sally. It was with, uh, Mel, oh gosh, what's her name? It's uh, Meg Ryan. Yeah, Meg Ryan. And they were just best friends. And then all of a sudden, towards the end of the movie, they realized, oh my goodness, we love each other. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So they're saying a lot of people end up in a relationship because of that. And that's the way that it's happening. It's no longer necessarily going out and meeting somebody at church or a restaurant or a bar, you know, and stuff like that. What? Yeah. I know that's where people used to go. Do people still do that? I don't know. People go online. Some people do that. But yeah. more people start off as friends. And the friendship just kind of goes and changes and grows and evolves. And all of a sudden, boom, it's a relationship. If you think that two-thirds of people in relationships started off as friends, that's pretty wild. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that number, but that's how it goes. So I was thinking about, you know, what kind of a song really fits that, like that vibe? There could be Tim McGraw. Your You think so? I don't know. What about, I don't know, Restless Heart? But still I wonder, <laughs> why does it have to be wrong or right? Why does it have to be one way or the other? Let somebody please, please uh, REO Speedwagon. Then I can't fight this feeling anymore. They were friends. Then it was more. This is a good one, right? It is a good one. Here's your friend over there. Think about one of your friends becoming a lover. I don't oh. know. <laughs> we must be fools. <laughs> we must be crazy. Whoa, whoa. So big news this morning. Look around at your friend group. There's your next love. <laughs> right? Could be. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what if you don't have any friends? <laughs> I guess it works that way, too. I, don't know. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So Taco Bell has been known to cause a fire inside, figuratively. But some employees just made it happen, literally. Right after the 4th of July, the employees at a Taco Bell in Nashville thought it would be a good idea to set off some fireworks inside the restaurant. Oh, my God. Well, it was caught on the surveillance cameras. They locked the place up to keep customers out, ran around with fireworks in their hands, and then went around to the men's bathroom and ignited some kind of firework in a trash can. Okay. Well, then they came up with the brilliant plan to do the same thing in a trash can in the main dining room and film it on their phones. Oh, my gosh. They then went outside to get a better view, but then realized that they'd accidentally locked themselves out. 
when they watched the explosions, one of the fireworks ignited a full-on fire in no. the restaurant. No. So they called 911. The firefighters came to put out the blaze, and it caused more than $30,000 in damage. Oh, my gosh. And they were locked outside seeing the fire. Yes. Oh, my gosh. 25-year-old Courtney Mays was the shift leader, and she's been arrested <laughs> and charged with felony aggravated arson. Police expect to make more arrests in the coming days. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of starting a fire... What do you call a woman who puts her credit card statement straight into the fire? Ooh, I have no idea. What do you call her? Bernadette. (laughs) And there's even more proof that people are crazy. That one hurts. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Let's do the birthdays real quick. Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. It's Wednesday, July the 14th of 2021. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to the masked one himself, the amazing masked marvel, Jonathan Ray. Happy birthday, Jonathan. Celebrating his birthday today. A fan of of you guys at the Comic Ninja. Big wrestling fan as well. So happy birthday to Jonathan Ray. Uh, Josh Ward of Wynn is celebrating Ali Smith of Jonesboro. Celebrates a birthday today. So happy birthday. Charles Smith celebrates Dana Sprinkle of Harrisburg. Heather Hogg of Jonesboro celebrates today. Robert Smith. Of Jonesboro celebrating Joey Johnson of Tuckerman, Wendell Allen from Wynn, and Emily Johnson of Little Rock, Arkansas. Happy birthday, Emily. Emily celebrates today. Uh, she's a longtime friend of Kelly. Yeah, long time. College that, friends. That is unfortunate. So yep. She is a strong woman. <laughs> Thanks. Happy birthday, Emily. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. He's recovering from a broken ankle, leg, whatever. Conor McGregor, happy birthday. He's 33 today. All right. Dan Reynolds is 34 today from Imagine Dragons. They've had a bunch of radio singles too. I was lightning before the thunder. Imagine Dragons, Dan Reynolds celebrates. Happy birthday to Dan Reynolds of the Imagine Dragons. Peter Murgatroyd is 35. That's Dancing with the Stars Pro. Jamie Johnson. Is 46 today. If it looks like we were scared to death, like a couple of kids just trying to save each other, you should have seen it in color. Jamie Johnson, 46 today. Matthew Fox is 55. That's Jack on Lost and Charlie Salinger on Party of Five. Ellen Reed is 55, the singer and keyboardist in Crash Test Dummies. Hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't go and change with the girls in the change room and then they finally made her they saw birthmarks all over her body. 
So happy birthday to Ellen Reed from Crash, T- Crash Test Dummies. Jane Lynch is 61. That was Sue Sylvester on Glee. And happy birthday today to Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas, who's 46. I got a feeling. Oh, yeah. That tonight's going to be a good night. That tonight's going to be a Hey, Brandon Baxter in the morning, Alexa, please play Kelly's favorite song by the Black Eyed Peas. How did you know? This is my Alexa. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And mine is much more sentimental. For all of us, man. Happy birthday to my good friend Taboo of the Black Eyed Peas, who celebrates his birthday today. Sometimes there's stories that just make you feel good. Ah, I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. With Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, there's a feel-good story from Finlay, Ohio, where a pizza company had decided they wanted to do something special for the employees who worked for them throughout the pandemic. Obviously, COVID affected a lot of people that worked in food industries. So this place called Heavenly Pizza decided to do an employee appreciation day where they were going to give a portion of all of the profits, all the money raised to the employees. So here's what happened. Uh, On a typical Monday, they do about 100 orders. This week, because of employee appreciation, they did 220 orders, more than double, which meant over $6,000 in sales and over $1,000 in tips. So over $7,000 was then split among the different employees of the pizza company. That's awesome. Which meant when they kind of broke down the number of hours worked that every employee who worked at the pizza place that day was making $78 an hour. So a pretty cool thing right there. And it's one of those stories that just makes you feel good. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. Good morning. Thanks for starting your day with us. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well... She's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. We have Country Music News today on Ashley Monroe of the Pistol Annies. Well, I've got me an ex that I adore, but he got along good with a couple road horses. Got my name changed back. Yeah, this is... Sad news. Yeah, so you probably know Ashley Monroe best as one of Miranda Lambert's best friends. And, of course, she's a member of the Pistol Annies. And she revealed yesterday that she has a rare form of blood cancer. Now, let me see if I can get this right. It's called Waldenstrom Macroglobe Uleanemia. Like, it's a really long word. But the good thing is is it's treatable, and she's starting chemotherapy today. She announced it on Instagram and included photos of herself with friends like Miranda Lambert, plus pictures of her husband. He's a formerly... Pitcher John Danks and their three-year-old son Dalton. And in the post, Ashley says that this is causing her body to be severely anemic, and she feels it. Uh. She says, but she's thankful that she has an illness that is very, uh, she says, live-withable, and super thankful there's a treatment that works to fight what is causing harm to her body. But Ashley's post is really lengthy. It's emotional, and at the end, she says she will take all the prayers possible, but the one thing that she doesn't want is other people's advice. And I like this. Ashley says, quote, I would greatly appreciate it if no one gave me any unsolicited advice or medical opinions. I've done my research and have amazing doctors. I've weighed every option. I do believe in the power of prayer. I also believe in the power of love healing us on a deeper level. I love you all big. Here I go. 
So again, Ashley Monroe beginning uh, her fight on a rare form of blood cancer. Yeah. Thoughts to her Mm -hmm. and her family and friends as she goes through that battle. All right. Country music news today on Garth Brooks. Yeah, we're two of our kind. We're working on a whole house. So Garth and Tricia. They did something really cool. So Jimmy Carter, the former president, and his wife, Rosalind, they've been married 75 years, and they just celebrated their anniversary, right? So Jimmy Carter's 96, and evidently, based on like work they've done in the past, Garth and Tricia have worked with the Carters with Habitat for Humanity, right? It's kind of a, a passion project for both families. So Garth wanted to do something special for the Carters' anniversary, and here's what he did. He went out and bought them a red convertible. Nuh-uh. This convertible was built in 1946, the year that Jimmy Carter and Rosalind got married. Wow. So he had that delivered. Secret Service hid it from the Carters, and then on their at their engage or at their anniversary party, it was unveiled that Garth had given them a car Aww. from the year they got married. Really sweet. And a really thoughtful gesture mm-hmm. from Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. We have country music news today on Kane Brown. Don't get me wrong. I'm a God-fearing Christian man, but if you were a religion then, damn, I don't know what I'd do. Yeah, I might have to worship you. So Kane Brown is known as mostly as being a country music guy, but Kane has done several collaborations with artists out of the country genre, and he just released his newest collaboration. It's a duet with Black Bear, who is a pop producer and singer-songwriter out of Florida. The song is called Memory, and Kane released the music video to go with it, and it's super futuristic looking, so if you watch it, you're going to see shots of them on the moon and in different far-off futuristic looking places. If you haven't heard Memory by Kane Brown and Black Bear, this is what it sounds like. Again, it's Kane Brown and Black Bear. It's called Memory, and the music video's out now. There you go. That's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, so we're joined this morning by the Dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University. He is the good doctor, Dr. Shane Spites. Welcome back, man. How are you this morning? Good morning, Brandon. I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're all right. You know, we we kind of um, alluded to this a second ago, but our deal with you, we were supposed to interview you next week. And as we were kind of talking in a in a production meeting, a pre-production meeting, I was like, man, of all times, I think we need Shane on today. Like, we need to talk to you because <laughs> this uh, Delta variant of COVID and the increasing numbers around Arkansas and all that stuff, that's what we want to get into. But before I even get to that, I learned something about you over the weekend. Uh oh! Hang on, you're gonna you're gonna bring this in over the radio. One hundred percent. This is and you like Shane has no idea what I know. Mm-hmm. So is there anything you want to confess right. to? Wow! <laughs> uh, ouch! ouch. Uh, that's, no. that's an open book. I don't know that I want to go down that road. Okay. So uh, no, I was at an event on Saturday night, and I was at a table with the former mayor of the city of Jonesboro, Harold Perrin. And uh, he was talking about how great it was when, uh, you know, it was such a big deal for the city to have the NYIT college come to Arkansas state. And then I said, man, I'm going to tell you who the greatest hire was. And that's Dr. Shane Spites. And he agreed. 
<laughs> and he was talking about when he was mayor and COVID was starting, he reached out to you and said, hey, man, you need to be the expert on COVID. So we had this this conversation, probably a five-minute conversation, about what a great job you've done. And then he dropped some knowledge I didn't know. Ooh, interesting. Uh-oh. I didn't realize you were an adrenaline junkie. Hmm? <laughs> uh, yeah, for a while, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so he was telling me that uh, you have interest in things outside of just the medical world, and sometimes you have an interest in, I don't know, law enforcement and stuff like that. And, and I'm going, you're talking Shane Spites, the good doctor? <laughs> and, and I was totally amazed because that's something I didn't know about you. Yeah, so that um, – yeah, I had a, it's, I've had an interesting path, I'll just say, throughout, throughout my life. And, and it, it, uh, I was a paramedic for many years. I was a um, firefighter. Um, I actually worked um, police dispatch. And then um, in the last like, – when I was here in Jonesboro, actually, I got the opportunity. Um, actually, a good friend of mine, Dr. Spencer Gwynn, uh, was working with the Jonesboro uh, Police Department, Jonesboro Tactical Team, and asked me if I wanted to, to help – on that, then, uh, so I've been with them for about 13 years now. I had no idea you did that. And I'm like, man, just it's crazy because you think of you, you know, in the educational side, and then to know that you're also a, an adrenaline junkie in the rush of uh, of that type of a deal. That's a big deal. I would be scared to death. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've, I'll be honest with you. I, I really enjoy, and this is this is true. And for most people that that work in this field, you'll recognize it. The people that you work with, you know, in the emergency room, in EMS, and fire, and police, those are just really good people. Mm-hmm. Those are good salt of the earth. I want to make a difference. You know, I want to help people out, and um, it's just e- easy to gravitate uh, to that kind of personality. So I, I just I feel blessed to be able to work with them. So you're also a hunter, right? Yeah, well, you know, you can. I mean, grew up in South Arkansas. You you, you can't you can't escape it. Uh, so yeah, uh, duck hunting, deer hunting. Uh, we'll go off and do some pheasant hunting sometimes as well. Yeah. So I'm assuming you're probably a fairly good shot. Am I right? Um, I'm okay. I'm I'm not too bad. I you know I can hold my own. Like if I were to put a coke can on Kelly's head at about 50 yards, could oh. you get it? <laughs> 50 yards? I mean, that's, you know, oh, a, little more, a little more challenging than that. <laughs> anyway, so just messing with you. Shane Spites joins us this morning, and the real reason he's on is to talk about COVID in Arkansas. It is a big deal, and Shane, my <laughs> wife, we were talking, um, I guess it was on Saturday night, too. We're at a table, and there's a bunch of different people with us, and we were talking about you in that conversation. She said that she's amazed that basically you've called this right the whole way. We've been talking to you for about a year now, maybe a little more than a year. And every time you tell us to be aware of something and watch out for something, um, boom. It, it basically, it's almost like you're predicting the future with the data and with the science. And you told us about the Delta variant a couple months ago, and here we are now uh, right in the middle of it. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, it's unfortunate for sure. Um, I mean, there, if, there's, if there's any good news about this, we are not in the same position we were this time last year. Right. We have safe and effective vaccines. All three of the approved vaccines in the United States protect against the Delta variant. So, um, I mean, we're not near as bad uh, in terms of a position as we were. Now, to be honest with you, the vaccination rate in Arkansas is not great, and it's, it's really not good here, you know, even in the northeast Arkansas. Area. I think Craighead County's like 27% vaccinated, in turn, fully vaccinated. Yeah, that's not good at all, and that we can talk about 
the ramifications of that um, because the Delta variant actually will infect. When you get in a, in a high circulating area of an infection, even vaccinated people are at risk just because of the pure volume of infections. Oh, wow. Um, and so I'll just like, let's, let's say, so like you, you're fully vaccinated. Right. So you come in contact with somebody who's, who's infected. The chance of you getting infected is low, mm-hmm. but you roll the dice each time you come into contact with an infected person. So if you came in contact with one infected person today, you roll the dice, you're probably fine. Mm-hmm. But if you come in contact with five infected people at different times today, each time you're rolling that dice, mm-hmm. each time there's a chance that you won't be covered and won't be uh, fully protected and you, you yourself will get infected. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I'll tell you the truth. Um, and I just watched a deal you did the other day for the city and the county. Just hearing mm-hmm. that 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 real blunt answer right there, because I'm thinking, okay, I got vaccinated, I've done my part, I'll be okay. You know, it's the people who aren't vaccinated who who run the risk. I almost assume my risk is zero uh, because yeah. I'm vaccinated, and I guess that's not true. No, I mean it's it. It, it sounds strange. A lot of this goes into into numbers, into epidemiology, into you know, into public health science and things like that. But the higher the vaccination rate, the more protected everybody is. Mm-hmm. The lower the vaccination rate, even those that are vaccinated, it's not one of those where, okay, look, you do you and I'll do me kind of thing. Right. It's not that easy. When I've got a patient uh, in front of me in the clinic and I say, hey, look, you've got high blood pressure. You need to take your blood pressure medicine. If that patient doesn't take their medicine and they have a stroke or a heart attack, I mean, it's sad, but it doesn't really affect my health sure. as opposed to a vaccine. So the, the vac- vaccines are a little different just because of the way that the diseases are spread. Let's talk about, you mentioned uh, how the vaccines are fairly effective as far as if you just had a, a one, you know, you saw one person today that might have had it, more than likely you're going to be okay. Uh, there has been a lot of talk in the last couple of days about a booster. And I've seen, you know, some mm-hmm. people, it was uh, like Pfizer saying they're going to develop the the third shot, the booster for it. And then I saw the, the CDC comes out and says, hey, we really don't think that's going to be necessary at this point. What does that look like as we sit here today on Wednesday, July 14th? So that that's kind of funny. It's kind of, um, and that's been a kind of a national thing that now has hit the news. And what happened was, well, you know, for a long time, and that's what I was hearing that the the reports I was getting was, yeah, there's going to be some boosters probably coming out early fall. Uh, that'll be, you know, all three vaccine vaccine manufacturers are working on a booster. And then the FDA and the CDC come out with this joint statement last week, actually, and say, look, based on the data we're looking at, we don't think you need a booster. Hmm. And I read the article, and I know the study they're referring to, and the study they're referring to. It does show that for the most part, if you've been vaccinated, you're pretty good for about 12 months. So right now, at least 12 months, you're pretty pretty well covered. Now, Pfizer, one of the vaccine manufacturers, come out and say, look, we think you need a booster, and we've got some data that supports that. Right. And then the FDA and CDC say, well, show us your data then. And that's actually what's happening this week. And <laughs> this week, actually, the FDA, the CDC, and Pfizer are meeting, and Pfizer's showing them their data saying, look, we think that there does need to be a booster and especially with the Delta variant and that sort of thing. So it's it's kind of up in the air right now. I will say that the, the research article that I read that the FDA and CDC are talking about, it was reassuring in terms of how long the antibodies last that you get from the vaccine. Um, and it did show that, you know what, you're pretty well safe, you know, up to a year. So that's good because most people, you know, got vaccinated early spring or, you know, so you're wondering, hey, look, how long is this going to last? You're probably good through the fall. Yeah. Um, now, if you, what does a booster do? Well, the booster truly just boosts your immune status. That's really that's ideally what it does. So may we need a booster, you know, into the fall? We might, but I think that kind of remains to be seen right now. 
As we look at vaccination data, right, and we're looking across the country and then we'll focus on Arkansas. Uh, and I heard you talking about this the other day in the Northeast, which was an area that really COVID seemed to be the, the strongest early New York and areas like that. It seems more people are vaccinated, and that means there's less people suffering from COVID at this point, especially the Delta variant. When you look further to the south, we're seeing all across the Mid-South the fact that there's less vaccinated people, and it's ramped up, and we're seeing numbers increase. I don't understand why why people don't think it's a good idea to go get vaccinated, because when you see hospitalization numbers, when you see the people who are suffering the hardest effects, most of it's people who aren't vaccinated. That's exactly right. Actually, the the people that we're seeing hospitalized right now and the people that are on ventilators and the people that are getting sick right now, the vast majority of those are unvaccinated people. Um, and, and you're right. Vaccination rates are much higher in the uh, in the, the northern Midwest and the northeast uh, than they are here. Some of that's probably just um, because they got hit so hard like they remember it. They remember a year right. ago what it was like. Um, in some of these areas that had such high infections and such high death numbers, it was it was real to them. Like, you know, those people had friends and family that, you know, were sick for weeks or longer or died. And so for them, it was kind of a, you know, yeah, obviously I'm going to get vaccinated. And the other thing, and we talk about, you know, what you're kind of hitting at is vaccine hesitancy or vaccine resistance. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that go into that. And a lot of it drills down to the individual person and kind of what they believe and don't believe. You know, do they, do they believe that guy on the radio? Do they believe, you know, do they believe, you know, their friend or somebody that they see on social media? Or, you know, so it's their, it's their smaller social groups, you know, coupled with the fact of, the, you know, history. You know, hey, I had a bad experience with an ER doctor one time, therefore I don't trust doctors or something right. like that. So there's all these multiple factors that co- kind of go into why an individual, you know, would or would not accept <clears throat> the, uh, the information or the research regarding vaccines and their safety and efficacy. Um, and trusting, you know, to not only people like me on the radio who say, look, I vaccinated my family. Um, this is the right thing to do. We're going to, you know, we're going to be in trouble really, you know, as a, as a community if we don't. Right. Um, it, it, it gets really complicated. And so it ends up being individual conversations to try to figure out why somebody is resistant, uh, certainly to this vaccine. It's wild to me because you think about, you know, there's a lot of people trying to find ways to encourage people to go and get vaccinated. And we're trying to we're trying to do something. Hey, we're going to get a celebrity to, to talk about it. We're going to offer lottery tickets. We're going to do all these different things. Why is our health not the reason that we're encouraged to go do it? I mean, literally, <laughs> when you look at that, okay, that's great. You're going to offer you know some money, or you're going to offer some free beer, or whatever the case is. What about your health? <laughs> you, again, it goes back, and this is not anything new. To be honest with you, Brandon, when you think about it, um, <clears throat> again, and I, I have this in my in my clinic. I have people that I've been telling for the last 10 years to stop smoking. Mm-hmm. They know it causes cancer. They know that it can cause heart disease. They know it causes early death, but they're still smoking. I've got people that, you know, when you talk about losing weight, you talk about taking, again, taking your diabetes medicine, your blood pressure medicine. Hey, I need you to wear a seatbelt. People can, and they see that data, they recognize it, but there's a lot of this, well, it won't happen to me. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, you know, I hear all that, Doc, but I'll, I'll be the one that doesn't die from lung cancer. Or I'll be the one that, you know, does fine in a car accident without a seatbelt or, you know, what have you. And so they, there's a little bit of a, you know, it's not going to be me that goes into that as well. And so they just, it, it really boils down to the individual and, and what their personal beliefs are and, you know, what their social group is saying. And so and it's a lot easier um, if people in your social group are saying the same thing or thinking the same thing you are to just kind of latch on and say, yeah, you know, I'll be okay. Dr. Shane Spites joins us this morning. We're talking COVID in Arkansas, the Delta variant. 
Uh, let's talk to the people because there's a lot of them, and I'm sure there's a lot of them who are listening to us this morning going, oh, my gosh, I'm still not going to get the vaccine no matter how much you tell me to go get it because uh, untested tracking devices. There's all those different mm-hmm. uh, theories <laughs> out there of things that could be going on with these. Um, what do you say to the people who have like a steadfast reason and it's not, hey, I'm worried about the the reaction of it. It's there might be a tracking device or it's untested. It's unproved. What do you say to them? So on a, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I keep thinking I'm going to create. I keep threatening to create a TikTok video that actually gets talked about. Well, I mean, in terms like the unproven thing, we've um, this is not a new technology in terms of we've been working with it since 1991. So since 1991, we've been working on the mRNA vaccines. And when you think about the vaccines that we currently use, like our flu vaccine, that's the same technology we've used for the last 60 years. And so that's, I mean, when you talk about everything else that's been upgraded from your, you know, from your cell phone to your cars, to your TVs, the fact that we're using 60-year-old technology for your vaccines, um, we could do better because it's, it's almost like ignoring the technology that's available. Because one of the problems with like the flu vaccine is if we get it wrong, well, that's it. We just got to suffer through a bad flu year because you can't go back and change the flu vaccine because right. we grow it on eggs for six months or more. So this mRNA technology we've been working on since the early 90s. And it's been tested. I mean, we tested it on. We did animal studies, we did human studies in small cohorts. And so we were kind of at the place where we were ready to move forward with, with bigger studies when the pandemic happened. So we were kind of already teed up to use this technology. It's just that nobody knew about it. Mm-hmm. So the average person had never heard about this technology. So they assume, well, it just got pushed out just this month because I've never heard of it before. Right. When in reality, like I said, we've been working on this since 1991. Uh, so, so 20, 20 years from where we've been working on this. So um, that's, uh, that's one of the biggest things. It's not new technology. Uh, it is true that this is the first time we've used it in terms of vaccination. And we tested it. They tested it on over 60,000 people. And now we've got 169 million people that have had these vaccines. And so, and we're looking, and we look at that data every day. And, and if something comes out, they report it. And if something looks strange, they report it. And we drilled down. And was it because of the vaccine? Was it because of something else? And so we've got really good data on the safety and how effective they are. The effectiveness is one of the big things. And some people will say, and this is one thing I want to address real quick as well. Well, I got COVID last year. I got COVID this spring. So therefore, I'm protected. Um, yes and no. I want to be clear about that. When we talk about the Delta variant, um, the COVID that you got last fall, it's not the same strain that we're seeing now. You do have some protection. You don't have as much protection as you do if you were vaccinated. The vaccine offers more protection to someone as opposed to somebody who got COVID like last year. So you're more protected by being vaccinated just because of how the vaccines are formulated and, and the antibody response that's created versus somebody that had just gotten COVID last October or early this spring. Dr. Shane Spites on with us this morning from the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine in Arkansas State. Um, you know, I've heard the Delta variant, actually, and I heard it from you because I watched what you did the other day. More transmissible. It affects your body in, in, in many cases uh, in a harder way. It's more harsh on the body. Uh, what can we say and what have we learned about that, that variant? Because if it's easier to pass and it's worse on your body, it sounds like the thing that we definitely want to avoid. So, so here's the deal, and I want to be clear with everybody. I'm glad you brought this up. <clears throat> what we know right now is the transmissibility rate. So what do we mean by that is in terms of the number of people that can be infected by it, 
it's much, much higher. So you're going you're gonna to hear about more infections. Certainly when you have groups and gatherings, you're going to hear more people get infected as, you po- as opposed to the old strain. The original strain, for every person that was sick, about two to three people would get, they would infect about two to three people. Mm-hmm. So for every sick person with COVID last year, they would infect two to three people. With the Delta variant, for every person that's sick every, with the Delta variant, they will infect between six to eight people. Golly. That's, that's huge. Awful. I mean, yeah. that's huge. So that's now what it is is, and so even if it's still, it, it, even if it doesn't attack you in terms of different organ systems, even if it attacks in the same way as the original variant, mm-hmm. we're going to have much higher infections, much higher hospitalizations, just because of the pure ability of this variant to infect people so rapidly. And that's the other piece, too. You're going to hear about kids and children. They say, oh, it, it seems to uh, attack you know, or affect children you know, more severely. That's not true at this point. That's a, it does not affect children more severely. However, children will be at higher risk of infection just because of the way it transmits. And we know that children cannot be vaccinated. So children under the age of 12 can't be vaccinated. So you can't be vaccinated, and it spreads at a higher rate. Those are the individuals that are at highest risk of getting COVID. And you're seeing some of that now over in the state of Mississippi. They're seeing an increased number in pediatric hospitalizations um, and ICU admissions. Well, it's because that, that group has yet to be approved for the vaccine. So when you've got, so the people that are going to get infected by the Delta variant are unvaccinated people, mm-hmm. which includes kids under the age of 12. <clears throat> so my son, who is 11 and about to turn 12 in, in September, he's just got to wait. Yeah, I've got a ten-year-old at home, and, that's, and, and, and you need to know that's a. I mean, that's certainly. I mean, he wears a mask everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we're all starting to wear masks now everywhere, um, even though we're vaccinated. But um, that's uh, that's been a big concern of ours. You know, he's not protected yet. Now they're still on track, from what we understand. Uh, Pfizer is still on track with their data to get or seek EUA approval uh, from the FDA in September. So we're hoping to see that approval in September. Uh, it couldn't, I mean, couldn't come at a better time as yeah. schools are, are going to be getting back into session. I think that's what's going to be um, a wild card as well as our school districts. I think our school districts are going to are going to struggle. Uh, again, you've got a large unvaccinated population. It's indoors in close mm-hmm. proximity with each other with a with a um, virus that spreads more rapidly than it did last year. So I think that's going to be a, a it's going to be a challenging setup for sure. And we're about a month away from school going back. So here we go. And it's like, we don't, nobody wants to live through that again, you know? So if there's a chance. No, nobody does. And as we were looking back at the data and I kind of shared some of that with you, uh, what we see is a rapid increase Mm -hmm. over a period of probably four to six weeks. You see a rapid increase in cases. When you look at other countries that have had this and not that we're exactly the same, but in some of these other countries, they were similar to us and they, they're still dealing with it. The UK is dealing with it. Of course, you know, India saw that rapid rise. There's other areas. You know, South Africa and over in Indonesia that are seeing <clears throat> seeing this. And it's all from the Delta variant. So you know we're in a phase where, and, and I'll just <clears throat> real honest, I go a lot of places uh, now. You know, where a lot of people are going more places, and I very rarely mm-hmm. see people in masks. And now the people that are wearing the masks seem to stand out to us as opposed to the people not. Um, but because we're in this phase right now, do you think we're going to go back to a case mm-hmm. where there's a mask mandate? where there's going to be limited seating and admission into restaurants and, and places like that? Or are we just going to roll the dice and see what happens as we go throughout the fall? Uh, unfortunately, I think it's going to be a roll of the dice because you can't, the mask mandate won't, I don't see that coming back. I think wow. that's um, from a from a state law, state legislature standpoint, I don't see that 
changing. Um, and so you're kind of, it'll be left with the individual organization, individual institution, individual business or restaurant. They'll make those decisions themselves. I will say this, and it was a study that I shared whenever I gave my report to the city and the county. This was one that really caught my attention. Um, it's a it's a new study that just came out of Houston. <clears throat> it just was it just hit preprint uh, the end of June, so it's really still brand new. There was a wedding that was held in Houston, a wedding in Houston with 92 people. All 92 people were vaccinated. They were fully vaccinated, and the wedding was held outdoors. So an outdoor wedding with everybody vaccinated. If you'd asked me this two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I said, you know, you can't get any safer than that. Right. <laughs> they had two. They had two people travel in from India into the wedding who, and they were vaccinated, but were unknowingly infected with COVID. Oh. They came in. They infected four other people at that wedding, even oh, though it was outdoors, man. and even though everybody was vaccinated. One of those individuals ended up being hospitalized and had to, and died. And so what that told me was, you're in an outdoor situation with everybody vaccinated. And you still had four people get infected and one of those die. Wow. That's a big deal. I mean, that's a, this is not the same COVID virus that we were dealing with a year ago. It's a much more transmissible uh, virus that, I mean, you know, like I said before, I would have said, look, you're outdoors, guys. You're good to go. The virus doesn't spread well outdoors. That's not really true anymore for this variant. So things have changed. The game has changed. And we were worried about this. We were worried about variants. We were worried about um, the, the genetics of the virus changing to where it could be, you know, hardier and more durable and infect people more easily. And that's what we're dealing with now. Shane Spites, he's the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine. He's been here with us throughout the entire pandemic. So when it first started to get bad and we had bad news, then when it looked like there was a light at the end of the tunnel, and now, unfortunately, it sounds like the news isn't all positive at this point even though many of us are trying to get back to normal. And Shane, I want to have you on again next week just because I think this is such valuable information. And what, we, what we're learning is literally it changes as we go throughout weeks. Yeah, no, it really is. I would encourage your listeners, look, if, you, if you're still skeptical about getting vaccinated, call me. <laughs> Let's, yeah. We'll talk about it or talk to your doctor, talk to somebody. Um, we encourage vaccination. For those of you that are vaccinated, I hate that I'm even saying this. You may want to consider uh, mask wearing again. I hate that I'm even saying that, but that's, uh, that's what we're doing. Dr. Shane Spites, we appreciate you, man, and we'll talk to you again next week. Absolutely. You guys stay safe. All right, you too. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. All right, joined this morning by Kim Provost of NEA Baptist and the Charitable Foundation. Kim, what's up this morning? How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. It's a beautiful day. How are y'all? Hey, we're doing all right. It's been a it's been a minute since we've had the chance to actually see you in person because, you know, for the last year we've basically been quarantined. <laughs> it has and, you know, it, it's uh it, it's definitely been an interesting year for everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about this from the perspective of the NEA Baptist Charitable Foundation because, I mean, you know, and we'll talk about the the ways that you help people in the community. But the charitable foundation does stuff throughout the year to try to raise funds to k- keep these programs running. And I would assume that was probably a lot more difficult in a year where people weren't really comfortable to get out. It was. We just we you know had to be innovative, um, just as you know most businesses here in town and uh, nonprofits are are the same way. We just have to to figure out how to to get. Uh, 
you know, to our donors and, and to make it easy for people to still support things. And I'll tell you, our community has really stepped up over the past year, uh, have been extremely generous um, and allowed us to continue the work that we do in our community. Let's talk about, and I know there's so many different uh, sections of things that you help with the, NEA Baptist, with the NEA Baptist Charitable Foundation. But if we were going to say, hey, let's talk about the ones that are, are the ones that are the most common, the ones that have the most need. What are some of the main areas of, of interest for the NEA Baptist Charitable Foundation? You know, we have six main programs we support, along with some other initiatives that we're doing. But uh, one thing, a couple of them that I'll tell you about today, um, our Share Hope program. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just a, a really unique program, and, it, and it's one that um, helps families at a, as, at a time, truly a time of need in their lives. It works with families who have lost babies, and that is either um, during pregnancy, at birth, or in the first few uh, weeks of life. And with that program, a lot of times we have families who are definitely not expecting to deal with this, and and so we we are able with some of the funds we raise to help them with funeral expenses. And it's you know that's a very um, uh, it's a very sad thing, but but it, we are grateful to be able to be there at that time of need for those families. And that, that's one thing, um, uh, a donation of $500 typically covers that if someone wow. is interested in donating, you know, for, for, to take care of that for one family. Um, and then our, our Hope Circle program, uh, it, it is housed in our Fowler Family Center for Cancer Care, and that is an ongoing program where it offers supportive care to individuals dealing with catastrophic illness, typically cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, they offer wigs, um, free wigs, free lending library and they're just really there as a supportive supportive arm um, to provide the extra step that someone needs to complete healing uh, when battling a disease. And again, Kim Provost on with us this morning from the NEA Baptist Charitable Foundation. We've talked a lot about over the last uh, couple of months about Good Grief as well, the Center for Good Grief. And it's just like you guys, you're doing things to help people in their time of need when they're struggling, when there's pain, when there's suffering, when there's sadness and that's when the NEA Baptist Charitable Foundation wants to be there to kind of help these people and boost them up. Absolutely. that That's our call and that's our mission. So Art Slam is happening uh, one week from tomorrow. It's happening on Thursday, July the 22nd at the Glass Factory. Tell me about Art Slam and why we can have fun and still be there to help you guys raise some money. So Art Slam, it's a very unique fundraiser for us. Um, you know, our, our large fundraiser is Duck Classic, and this is our, our little bit on a smaller scale event. Um, and it, it looks different this year due to COVID, but it's still going to be a fun night. We're having at the Glass Factory. Different artists in our community have donated pieces for us to auction. We will have an online auction where you can participate. That will be available starting next Monday, and the link will be on our NEABaptistFoundation.org website. Um, you do not have to be present to bid on those items, um, but we've, we've chosen the glass factory so that we have plenty of room to social distance. We'll have indoor and outdoor space available. Um, it's gonna, we're going to have food trucks. It's going to be a very relaxed, fun fundraising um, event. Um, and also with this event, um, this is the 20th anniversary of our of our uh, foundation, oh, and wow. so um, we have Encore Bank and Sissy's Log Cabin have have gone together to provide us some excellent items that we can use to raise money for the foundation, um, and so. 
what it is, we have a raffle that you can um, purchase tickets, $25 a ticket or five tickets for $100. Again, neabaptistfoundation.org to purchase these, but the prizes are fabulous. We have a Gucci purse. It's a small uh, Marmont bag. It's, it's, it's just your traditional, uh, really cool-looking Gucci purse, mm-hmm. or a Tahir Carrera Calibre. It's a five-day automatic day date, a stainless with blue dial. It's a gorgeous watch. So two very nice prizes, reasonably priced tickets, you can go purchase one of those. It would really help us to continue providing for those in need in our community. Again, it's Art Slam. It's happening one week from tomorrow, July the 22nd at the Glass Factory on Huntington in Jonesboro. It's a party. It's an auction. It's a fundraiser. And if you want to find out more, neabaptistfoundation.org. Kim Provost joins us this morning. And Kim, we hope you have a great day. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right. We'll talk to you soon. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. All right, joined this morning by Missy Threadgill, who is on with us since she represents the Mission Outreach of Northeast Arkansas, which is based in Paragould. And Missy, how are you this morning? I'm good, Brandon. Thank you. All right. So your uh, morning starts off with coffee, with uh, Coke, with Mountain Dew, with water. How does it start? Coffee. <laughs> Come on now. How many cups are you at? Like, at this point, here we're sitting, it's 8.02. How many cups? Just one. Just finishing one. I'm probably on about number four or five, Missy. Okay, so you're ahead of me. You're going to be a little bit faster than I am. <laughs> yeah, but my day starts at 345. That's the time I wake up every morning. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, we wanted to reach out to you because we know there's an event coming up. And uh, we talked a few minutes ago to Kim Provost, and we were talking about how events last year were different because of COVID and uh, Mission Outreach of Northeast Arkansas. Obviously, last year, COVID changed how you guys were trying to find ways to, to raise funds as well, right? Exactly, exactly. And we were not able to have this spa day, which is what I'm going to talk about today. So we're real anxious to have it this year to catch up. So the Mission Outreach Spa Day happens on Sunday, July the 25th at the Arkansas Academy of Hair Design in Paragould. And we're going to get into that and some details behind that in a second. But give us an overview of Mission Outreach of Northeast Arkansas and how the organization helps people in this area uh, through your work. Okay. I am just a volunteer. I've volunteered there now for several years, but it is a, it's a homeless shelter. And right now they have about 30 residents that changes day to day, but um, they help the people find work. They help them with mental issues. Uh, they help them with, to find disability, whatever is needed. They will help them to try to get in established housing. And uh, they can stay there as long as they need to, as long as they're working and and doing everything they need to do to make a better life for themselves. You know, it's crazy, I think, just to hear that there's that many people, um, you know, who are in that kind of need. And nobody, uh, nobody when they're a kid has the dream that one day they're going to have financial issues and end up without a home. You know, we think that because we're, you know, we're provided a home from a young age as kids and we're safe and protected and all that kind of stuff, that it should always be like that. And it probably should all be always be like that. But for some people who fall on hard times, I mean, they never dreamed about being homeless, but it happens and they're, they they need somebody like Mission Outreach to be there to help. That's exactly right. And that's what I tell everybody. It could be you or me. Yeah. It could be you or me. 
I mean, because the deal is it could be job displacement, some injury, something that happens and all of a sudden everything changes. And I think that's why as people, if you're fortunate enough to have a house and to have a car and all the different things and to have a job, we need to enjoy that because it doesn't always have to be like that. That doesn't mean it's like that all the time for everybody. That's right. That's right. And we need to keep that in proper perspective. You're exactly right. So, Missy, tell me why you started volunteering with Mission Outreach. Well, I just felt a calling for it for some reason or another. Um, I actually was on the task force in Jonesboro to get the hub started. And I was I acted as a director for almost a year there. But uh, I live halfway between Jonesboro and Perigold. So um, I'm very concerned about the situation in Jonesboro as well as Perigold. And sadly, so many of our homeless from Jonesboro are at Perigold because we don't have an adequate shelter at Jonesboro, oh. as you are well aware of. I did not realize that. So let's talk about the spa day again. It's the mission, the mission outreach spa day, which happens on Sunday afternoon, July the 25th. Again, it's at the Arkansas Academy of hair design in Paragould. Tell me about this event. Okay. We started this uh, several years ago. Suzette Davidson, the owner of Arkansas Academy of hair design. And I started this, as I said, years ago, she opens her school up to, um, offer services and haircuts and styles, manicures, pedicures, mini facials, mini massages, and uh, makeovers. And it's all done on a volunteer basis. We are pleading for cosmetologists to come forward and help us on that day. We are in great need of estheticians in all these areas. It's a great fun day. Uh, We have awesome refreshments, gift bags for all the residents, and door prizes. But for some reason, we are low on commitments this year, first year ever. And I don't know if it's due to COVID or what. As I said, we were not able to have it last year. But most of the people have been vaccinated. Most of the residents have. I think it's going to be a safe environment. And we just plead with cosmetologists to come forward and help us on that day. No, it's a great way that they can be a part of the community and uh, just do something that makes them feel good, too. Not only are they doing something that's great to help people, but at the same point, I know anytime you, you give something of yourself to somebody, you know, you volunteer, you try to help. At the end of the day, you feel just as good as the people who you were helping. Exactly. And I hear this all the time from from volunteers. I do birthday parties at the shelter, too. And I hear this all the time from volunteers that they probably are blessed even more than the residents. They just It's really a, a true blessing when you, when you give like that. So, Missy, let's say there's somebody listening right now who is a cosmetologist or somebody who knows someone who's a cosmetologist. And uh, what time, how many hours are they needing to carve out of their day and, and how can they be a part of this? Okay, we, we're going to start around 1 o'clock. And usually we're done in a couple hours. Sometimes it goes over that. Um, like I said, there's about 30 residents now, and there are some children as well. Um, so hopefully the residents can receive more than one service when they're there. But we start at one, and I'm saying two or three hours. Awesome. So again, if you're a cosmetologist and you would love to uh, to give back to the community, to the area where you're, you're able to make your living, uh, you can reach out to Mission Outreach of Northeast Arkansas. And Missy, what's the best way for somebody to reach out to you and find out more about this? Okay, I would like them to call me. And if, if you don't mind, I'll give my, my private phone number. Sure. Uh, my name is Missy and my number is 870-243-4143.
And if I don't answer, please leave a message, and I'll also text. I will call you back. All right. Again, Missy Threadgill joins us this morning. Hey, we appreciate the, the fact, number one, that you're willing to help out the Mission Outreach of Northeast Arkansas as a volunteer. You're doing your part, and if we could find a number of cosmetologists to help with this, uh, that would be awesome as well. Give me your number one more time. 870-243-4143. There you go. Again, it's happening on Sunday, July the 25th. It kicks off at 1 at the Arkansas Academy of Hair Design in Paragould. It's the Mission Outreach Spa Day. And Missy, great job this morning, and we wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much, Brandon. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. Joined this morning by Lucas Klontz, who's on the phone with us, all about Local Fest, which is happening this coming weekend. A lot of people are excited about an event happening in downtown Jonesboro. It's going to be all over Maine and Monroe and Church and Huntington. And Lucas, this is a big event you guys are putting on this year. Yes, sir. And I guess the idea behind this is every time you do an event like this where there's all these musicians that come together, you want to find ways to grow it and make it bigger and better and better every single year. And here we are in 2021. What can we expect? So uh, 2019, we uh, did three stages and had, I believe, 37 to 38 acts. Uh, 2020 was a bust because of COVID, obviously. But here we are in 2021 and we've got... 52 acts, six stages. There will be three outdoor stages, three indoor. And uh, we'll have a hijinks kid zone. We'll have Nirvana doing yoga sessions. We will have open mic poetry, open acoustic mics for uh, artists who want to sign up. Um, I'm just trying to think of everything. (laughs) I mean, there's so many different elements to this. And again, it's local fest. It happens coming up on Saturday and Sunday in downtown Jonesboro. But as, as you have the vision for Local Fest and you have this idea of getting all these different arts together and bringing families together downtown, I would imagine that is, that's a huge undertaking to think you're going to have 50 different uh, artists out there to perform and all the other stuff. I would assume this is almost like a full-time job this week. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> I absolutely could not do it without the help of several of my friends and colleagues. Um, people of the community have come together and really helped me organize this and put it together, so uh, couldn't do it without everybody else. Let's talk about the initial vision for why you wanted to put this event together and and uh, the idea behind what we're going to see this week is really just to get people together, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, especially after a year like we had last year, uh, it's important to me. Uh, I started this in 2019, and I just wanted to bring awareness to the artists and the uh, talent that's here in this area but also bring people together and then showcase all that talent. So uh, after 2020, I think it's important that we start bringing people back together in those ways. You mentioned all the different stages and outdoor stages, indoor stages, and all of that. There's a huge list of people who are going to play all at different times. If people want to grab that information and, and maybe bounce from stage to stage to see some of their favorites, where can they get the information? Currently, we are on Facebook at uh, Local Fest Jonesboro, okay. and uh, we're on Instagram at Local Fest underscore NEA. So you can find the uh, schedules there, but we will also have an information booth set up this weekend downtown. So if you're meandering about and kind of wondering where to go, find us uh, in the Main Street parking lot, and we'll have a little brochure uh, with the schedule and itinerary and map on there. 
So for those of us who are familiar with the downtown Jonesboro area, obviously we're saying it's going to be in downtown Jonesboro. Kind of paint that picture of what this is going to look like in the areas where there's going to be stages. Absolutely. So um, there's a new uh, Centennial Roadway Plaza. It's an amphitheater, an out, outside amphitheater, right outside the Forum. Yep. They built that within, I, I want to say, about a year, year and a half ago. And um, we're going to be using that area. We're going to be using inside the Forum. We're going to be using Stage 2, which is on the corner of Main and Monroe. Mm-hmm. We're going to be using the uh, free parking across, uh, I want to say, I call it the Barbecue Fest parking lot. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're, we're using the Barbecue Fest parking lot. Yep. Uh, we're also going to have a stage at Yes Dog and a stage at Porch 30. Man, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So for people who are like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend. There's never anything to do. When you're having all these artists playing all over downtown, there is no excuse to say you have nothing to do this weekend. Absolutely not. And not to mention, we'll have, a, like I said, a hijinks kids zone. We're going to have artists and vendors of all kinds. We're going to have food trucks. And then downtown, with all the local businesses and amenities that are already there, there's really no reason not to be there this weekend. Again, it's Local Fest. It happens this coming Saturday and Sunday. As far as times, let's run through the times real quick, too. What time do you kind of kick things off on Saturday? So Saturday morning, we'll kick things off at about 10 a.m. as far as the vendors and everybody opening their booths. Uh, the music will kick off at 11, and it's going to run till about 11 p.m. Wow. Anybody you want to highlight? I, I know it's hard when you have 50 different acts who are going to play, but is there anybody that, that we should highlight this morning on the radio? Sure. I think uh, there will be several artists that we're all familiar with in this area. Um, for starters, it will be uh, Roy Smoking Revenge, which is kind of a, a remake of uh, Star Roy. and yep. Everybody's their, their local favorite. Mm-hmm. We'll have Skull Family, which is a synth pop group that has uh, sprung up in about the past year, and they're fantastic. We're going to have the Damn Randys, which are a local favorite, Joe Bateman and the 870 Boys, uh, myself, Lucas Tyler, I'll be there. I'll be on the suspense stage at 7 o'clock on Saturday night. And awesome. um, let's see, we got Icarus Jen, Kyle Harrison, Sky City, uh, Moon Invasion, Events. Adam in the stormy weathers. I could go on and on. Hey, Lucas, I think that we could have you uh, double as Dirks Bentley when you get up on stage. Could you just tell people that? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Has anybody ever said if that gets people there? I'll, I'll whatever it takes. <laughs> Has anybody ever said that you looked like him? I've heard that a time or two, um, but you know what? I have one of those faces that people tell me, you look like this guy, you look like <laughs> this guy, and then those two people look nothing alike, so I'm, I don't know. <laughs> gotcha. Hey, man, best of luck this weekend. We're really proud of you for the fact that you're bringing music and so much for families to do, so if you're looking for something uh, to do this weekend with your family and you love to be outdoors or even indoors to see music, you can check out Local Fest Saturday and Sunday in downtown Jonesboro. Once again, Lucas, give us the spots on social media we can find you. We're on Facebook, Local Fest Jonesboro, and Instagram, Local Fest underscore NEA. All right, man. Thanks and for the, We are also on uh, citysessions.org slash Jonesboro. All right, man. Hey, best of luck this weekend, and thanks for talking to us this morning.
I really appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. All right, we'll talk. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. All right, joined this morning by the man you need. Yay. He is Dr. Kevin <laughs> Reed. He is man's best friend, our best friend, and the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed from VetCare, vet-care.com. And on Facebook, it's VetCare Jonesboro. Doc, man, mosquitoes, are they driving you crazy too? They are out in force. It's like they're everywhere. So we have a we bought a charcoal grill like two weeks ago. So I want to grill pretty much every night, right? But there yeah. comes a point where it's like 7, 7.30 where I don't even want to go outside. No, exactly, yeah. So the dogs. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they they're after this rain and the humidity this weekend. I, they are terrible, especially you know when I pull up in my carport, they're swarming the door and they you know you open it and about fifty get inside and then you're you know fighting them the rest of the evening. So I've got some spray. I'm going to mix up this afternoon and we're going to take care of them though. Do we need to think about our dogs out there with them? Because you know again they're in the backyard by the grill and the the dogs they want to be outside when it starts to cool off, but. You know, I'm sitting here going, if the, if those mosquitoes are driving me crazy, are they going to mess with the dogs like they do a human? Yeah, they're biting the dogs. And I'll tell you where they get the dogs, uh, like on the bridge of their nose where there's not any hair oh. and also inside of their ears. You know, of course, a short-haired dog, they have a little easier access to get to the skin. Long-haired dogs have a little protection over the, you know, top part of their body, but on their abdomen, um, you know, they can they can definitely affect them there. So. Um, you know, yeah, they're, if we're, if we're getting bitten by mosquitoes, your pets are too. God, that's so bad because like Ace, you know, the little dogs, I'm not, I mean, I guess I should be worried, but you know, Ace has the, the German shepherd ears that basically stick up when he's trying to be alert. And I would assume now that yeah. you're saying that about the tip of the nose and stuff like that, that his ears would be probably susceptible to it. That's the target area. Yeah. The, you know, the skin is very thin on the inside of the ears. The capillaries are right there so they can easily get a blood meal, you know, just from the little bite on the inside of the ear there Ugh. so that's one of the things happening that's affecting our pets and probably everybody's pet that's in arkansas at this point based on uh the mosquitoes really the the state bird of arkansas uh what else should we look at this week we like to come to you and get advice on how to care for our pets and treat our pets and things we need to know you know a common thing this time or any time of the year but one of the most common things we see in pets is symptoms of an upset stomach either vomiting or diarrhea and in dogs, you know, there's a couple things you can you can try at home. Now, you wouldn't want to do this if they're persistently vomiting, or they haven't drank water for a day or more, or if they've got blood present in the stool or the vomit. But just symptomatic, kind of like when Kelly goes to tacos. You know, sometimes she gets oh, an upset wow. stomach. So yes, things yes. you can do at home is <laughs> number one is just with whole food. And, you know, just rest the GI tract. Right. You know, the GI tract responds pretty quickly if you just, you know, rest it, don't have any food in there. So, you know, the digestion process kind of comes to a halt there and it allows everything to clear out. And, you know, there's a lot of things that can cause an upset stomach. You know, dogs can eat things they're not supposed to. Right. It could be a change in the bacterial population in our GI, in, in their GI tract. And uh, so just, you know, simple resting, no solid food for 12 to 24 hours uh, will help. And at that same time, don't let them drink a lot of water. You know, put some ice chips 
uh, our ice cubes in a bowl, mm-hmm. kind of let them lick that as it melts. That way they're not over-engorging on water, which can just cause them to regurgitate that. And another thing, especially for diarrhea, one common remedy is to feed them some canned pumpkin. Now you don't want the you don't want the pumpkin pie seasoned can. You know it has the spices in it. You just want right. plain pumpkin. Okay. And uh, it has fiber in it. It's uh, it, it's slowly absorbed, and uh, sometimes that'll help with diarrhea. And you could give like a a teaspoon to a small dog, and a larger dog could take a tablespoon. And believe it or not, dogs like pumpkin. You know they they'll they'll usually readily eat it. And those are just you know before you panic, you know because. You know, dogs, they, they'll sometimes have, you know, a, an episode of vomiting or an episode of diarrhea. And if it's not persistent, a lot of times just an at-home, you know, simple treatment can, can take care of it. But if they do start persistently vomiting, you know, that's definitely when they need to uh, need to seek care for that because uh, it can lead to dehydration. And, you know, it could be a sign of something worse, like an obstruction in the GI tract or, you know, something like that. So, uh, uh, but, but sometimes you just don't need to immediately rush them in if they're, you know, if they just have an ep- one episode and, uh, cause they're like us, you know, sometimes things happen and, uh, yeah. just a little dietary indiscretion and yeah. it can, it can resolve. Kelly just passed me a note. It says, <laughs> dear Brandon, ask Kevin if I can eat pumpkin when I have diarrhea. <laughs> Such an idiot. <laughs> yeah, you can. It's a pumpkin's good for for people too. And uh, oh, I did see uh, one of Kelly's friends wanted me to say hi to her. I saw saw her a couple weeks ago. Let me see if she knows who this is. Okay, her name was Haley Haley Bell. Haley Bell. Haley. You know Bell. who Haley Bell is? Who is Haley Bell? Uh, uh a be- a beagle. Oh, that's the the mascot for. Arkansas Progressive Medicine. <laughs> oh, come on. It's Haley Bell. Come you know on her, now. don't you? You oh, know her. Haley Bell. Oh, yes, she knows him. Haley Bell. She knows <laughs> anyway, she said that um, her owner brought her in and said, yeah, she, she kind of hangs out at the, at the uh, office sometimes. You know, there was a point in time where she was going over there and napping. That's a true story. That is a true story. She got in this in a chamber and was napping over there next to Doctor Flippin. Chamber. That is true. Did Which, you get in a chamber? Brandon, and, and you are. I and cannot. she was seen carrying a twenty-two ounce bag of Doritos. Oh, okay. <laughs> Y'all are full of She's it. She's trying to act like I'm lying. Did you go there and lay in a chamber? Yes, I laid in an oxygen chamber. <laughs> what are you saying? Something weird. What? You're trying to make it weird. Was Doctor Flippin there with you? <laughs> he was in a different room. Was he there? No, he wasn't there. He was not there. They let you lay in a chamber, and he wasn't oh, there. Oh my gosh, leave me alone. <laughs> did, did they turn on the hyperbaric pressure for you, or was it just? <laughs> I don't. No. Those are <laughs> I love how, yeah, the, I how she'll argue with me. <laughs> because you're, you're saying no, something. I'm not. You're, I'm saying the truth, and you're arguing. And then when I ask you again, you tell me, yes, I'm telling the truth. But you like to say it different, and everyone knows that. <laughs> Kevin, I do have one more question about my dog. The other night, Ace got a hold of my sausage, and I was uh-huh. afraid it was going to upset his belly because I had left some. It was like kielbasa. Kelly, where are you going? And it was on the counter, and he ate it. Is that bad? That can definitely cause some upset stomach issues because you know it's uh, any any of that type product is high in fat. Yeah, no, and yeah. you know now if it's just a small piece, probably yeah. not. But since it was you just know, a small piece, you yeah. don't want to be too much of that. All right. 
He is the man you need. He is <laughs> he is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. He is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. And as you can tell from what he does, he wants to give back to the community. He also uh, has a great sense of humor as well. So, Dr. Reed, as always, we appreciate you. Hey, thank you. And just keep your sausage off the counter. I will. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, have a good day. Great advice from Dr. Kevin Reed from VetCare. Find out more at vet-care.com or VetCare Jonesboro on Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, time for a little morning Joe. It is Joe Cook from Sissy's Log Cabin who joins us this morning, who is blowing up on the social media with his uh, thoughts, his daily thoughts and ponderings. Joe, have you? what do you have up today? Anything new yet this morning? No, you had to give me a minute. I've, I've got about another hour or so before I come up with something to either uh, enlighten people or make someone mad. <laughs> and either, either way, you have fun doing that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So have you seen the day? Today is, uh, there's two things Kelly's celebrating today. One is Mac and Cheese Day. So there's a new ice cream that's out. It's Mac and Cheese Ice Cream. It's a limited time deal. Would you try that? No. <laughs> Dude, it's I would not. it's orange and color. Awful. No, it sounds awful. It's also National Nude Day, all about nudists, and Kelly brought that to us this morning as well. I did not know that. Where do you find this information? Uh, Kelly finds it. Not <laughs> I made it up. She, she goes through. She has a nudity handbook uh-huh. that she yeah. goes through. <laughs> you should sell. Well, I'm not. You physically should celebrate yeah. that, but maybe on your socials today, you can you can address the topic of nudity. Sure, that'd be great. That's a great idea. Let me, I'll tag y'all when I do it. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so the, one of the last times we talked to you is kind of the end of the fiscal year for Sissy's Log Cabin, and you guys were uh, preparing to, to offer the biggest sale of the year. And now we're going into uh, the final end of, of summer and fall. And a lot of people, as we get toward the holidays, start thinking about, hey, I think I want to propose. I think I want to make this commitment and make it real and all that kind of stuff. And I would assume you see that as we go um, into the fall and winter, right? Yeah, and you've seen a lot more, uh, you know, because everything was held back last year. I don't know how many times I've said that, but my goodness, we're seeing a lot more engagements and, you know, the the band buying and all that stuff for weddings this year. People were thinking about getting married in the future. Last year, people didn't have a clue what was going to happen. And uh, now things are starting to open up a little bit more. So, uh, yeah, I'm seeing a lot more and we're, we're we've been extremely busy. So that's a good thing. So you, you mentioned people not having a clue. Let's talk about it from the guy's perspective. Because when I was ready to uh, to go and propose to my wife and all that, you know, of course it's a nerve-wracking thing. But if you've never done that before, I mean, it can be kind of scary because you have really no idea what you're doing. There's there's not a handbook for here's how you go and, and you plan to buy the engagement ring or the wedding ring. So if you were to advise people, because obviously you see this every day, what can we say to guys out there who are thinking about – making that next step and proposing what kind of stuff do we need to know? Yeah, it's extremely uh, overwhelming. And, you know, I battle with, I battle with the internet every day and it's, uh, you know, just because a diamond's a diamond doesn't mean that, you know, it is what it is. There's so many different things that, that go into it with the cut of the stone and everything. And it is, it's extremely overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I battle it every day, but the, the great thing is, is I've got, you know, people in my store that are, that are properly trained, uh, that can help, uh, you know, with that process. 
um, you know, <clears throat> with the internet, you've got, you know, Pinterest and all these different things. Mm-hmm. These girls get on there and post these boards of all these different rings and do all this stuff. And, you know, a guy comes in, he wants to bring that, you know, he wants to bring that ring to life. You know, we could do that for him. So, like, for me, I didn't know, because there's all kinds of colors and there's cuts and there's shapes and there's how you mm-hmm. want it to be staged and all of those different deals, which when I proposed, I had no idea what my wife was going to like. I just basically walked in there and I made a, a an educated guess, essentially. You know, I did the exact same thing. Um, and I was just starting, you know, kind of in the, in the business, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago when I did this. And uh, it's a... Uh, it's crazy. Um, you, you get in there, you, you you start, you know, your hands start sweating, different things start happening, yeah. and uh, you just you, you kind of just freeze up. You don't know really what's going on, and then that's where we well, that's where we really can help, and uh, we can you know I've got five hundred rings in there, right. and the, and the good thing about it is is you know oh well I just don't see what I want, but I have this. This is kind of what I was thinking. Well, I'll just build it for you. Yeah. That's awesome. So, like, for a guy, so, like, let's say there's somebody new who's out there who wants to propose around Christmas, around the holidays. What kind of stuff can they bring? Let's say there's not a Pinterest board. Obviously, Pinterest can make that a whole lot easier. But what do they need to pay attention uh, attention to? How do they figure out sizing? Uh, what kind of information do you guys need to help them through the process? You know, with with that's a good point with the sizing of the ring. A lot of times what I'll do is I'll just, you know – I can honestly, I can look at, I can look at a picture. This is kind of crazy. I've been doing this long enough. I can look at a picture of a girl. I can look at her, you know, see kind of her overall build. And then I can pretty much tell a really close size of what her finger size actually is. That's uh, impressive. That's crazy. It's crazy. I, I've been doing it that long that I, I really can do that. And if it's not perfect, the good thing is, you know, a girl gets engaged, my God, she wants to wear a ring. She's yeah. got to have a ring. If it's not a week before Christmas or something like that, literally, I can size it down, size it up in 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Oh, wow. Uh, and have it, you know, back ready to go again. So I like the ring to be able to go on the finger. If it goes on the finger, we need to make adjustments. I can figure it out from there. Is it easier or does it make any difference? Is it better if it's too big or too small? Usually too big. Two bigs a lot better. All right. So as far as financing, there's going to be people who are listening who are ready to make the commitment, but they're going to be going, man, I don't have the cash out of pocket to get the ring that I want to go out and get. Sissies and the way you guys are doing the in-house financing on most deals, you guys have made it even easier than ever before to go in and, and make a payment plan. Oh, absolutely. I can. Uh, we have our own financing now, so it's extremely easy to do. Uh, it's no problem at all. We do everything ourselves. Uh, we usually can have an answer in about 10 minutes. Wow. So you guys are making it easy so, and you're doing it all across. I mean, for people who hear us in the city of Jonesboro, Northeast Arkansas, obviously that's awesome. But we have people who listen to us on our podcast, you know, in different places and, and the locations of sissies, it seems like you guys just continue to branch out. The store in Pine Bluff is no longer the only other store. No, we've got Pine Bluff, Little Rock, Conway. Uh, us here in Jonesboro in Tennessee, and we're actually looking at building a freestanding store uh, in Memphis uh, and looking at some other areas in Arkansas as well. So we're, we're continuing to uh, to grow. 
And again, to find out more about Sissy's Log Cabin, you can go to sissyslogcabin.com, or better yet, stop by and see them. The location in Jonesboro is 2900 Parkwood Road, which is right there off of uh, Red Wolf Boulevard. Joe Cook and the team will be happy to assist you. And, of course, you can go and check out Joe's Morning Joe this morning <laughs> if you search Joe Cook on Facebook. Hey, man, we appreciate your time today. Absolutely. All right, enjoy, we'll talk to you all soon. Enjoy National Nude Day. I can't wait to do this video. <laughs> we'll see you, man. We'll talk to you all soon. All right. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you go back and check out today's Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, we have a long conversation with Dr. Shane Spites. He's the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. If you have questions on COVID, the Delta variant, should we, if we're vaccinated, still be careful? What about our kids? What about school? What about masks? Will there be new mandates? All of that stuff. We dive into all of that on the podcast today. It's the Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, which is available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? The season finale of Loki on Disney Plus. Game four of the NBA Finals. The Milwaukee Bucks host the Phoenix Suns. The Suns lead two and one going into tonight's game. Tonight's schedule also includes Kung Fu and In the Dark. All right. Hope you guys have a great day. And we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.